This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 2080. Should you be sesquipedalian? How to read the room. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. If you reach a super high level of English, when should you deploy those rare high-level words and when should you hold back? It all depends on who you're around for the best possible human connection. Listen in today. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed. Are you hiring this quarter? In our experience, it can be a grueling process if you don't have efficient tools. But finding the right candidate who adds value to your business is so incredibly important. So why not ditch the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with great candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AEE. Just go to Indeed.com slash AEE right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash AEE. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? I'm feeling great. I am excited for today's topic, what we're getting into today. Yes, this is a really fun one. I loved the question that we got that we're going to share with you guys. And I think you're going to love this episode. Let's start off with a question that I have for you, Lindsay. Okay. How do you feel about using impressive vocabulary that's really rare? Like, do you think it makes a difference if the people you're talking to might not be familiar with it? Would you still use it? Oh, my gosh. It's all about who you're around. Because exactly. there's nothing more to- more tone deaf than using big words around people that don't necessarily use them for whatever reason. You know? Yes. It's just, yeah. It's about exactly. matching. I agree 100%. I, yes. We're going to talk about this a lot today. But as much as I love rare, fun words, I use them very rarely in my regular conversation because mm-hmm. there's a good chance that the person I'm talking to is not familiar with them. And then... I don't want to come off as pretentious or sound strength sound like I sound so intelligent. So yeah, use them very often. Yeah, I love that. I love that. There are a lot of different ways to define intelligence, right? And so Mm. it's about blending in with, I think, just connecting. It's about connecting, right? That's really the key. And it kind of will steal that connection a little bit if you make Mm -hmm. someone feel inferior or like that, you, you know, that you... That is the worst feeling to make, you know, to to be pretentious. Really. Oh, and you can tell when you've done it, like someone, they drop eye contact, they might feel embarrassed and it's kind of heartbreaking, you know, like they wanted to talk with you and now you're bringing yourself up here unnecessarily because they just want to connect with you and you've lost it. 
Yes, um, exactly. So this is a great question, full of really impressive vocabulary that we're going to share with you guys. And mm -hmm. then this is an interesting discussion to have. Yes. Um, because you probably do have lots of words you want to use and you can. There's a good way to do it. Yes. And I'm it. excited to share that. Yep. Before we get into the question for today, hit follow on this podcast, guys, if you love our style, our value of connection, not perfection. So, Aubrey, should I go ahead yes. and read the word? Read the the I'm worried I'm going to find a word in here I don't know. and won't know how to pronounce it, but let's give it a try. Right. There might be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I might need your help. Let's see. Dear Lindsay, greetings from Hamburg. I'm Sin Yu from Taiwan and currently an exchange student in Hamburg, Germany. I love Hamburg, by the way. Cool, yes. cool town. I genuinely yes. love your podcast, especially since I speak little German and I rely on English as my primary language in Germany. Um, so guys, this listener is describing looking up pronunciation for amorphous and see the word amorphous and seeing mm -hmm. that it should have a schwa sound, right? Amorphous, but Canadian mm -hmm. and American friends telling him, no, it should be amorphous, right? And then what did he say? What yeah, did then he, he say? said, honestly, can I connect to people in academia without pronouncing these words perfectly? Also, at the risk of sounding ostentatious, what's your opinion about using big words in daily conversation? I'm a big fan of Big Bang Theory. Ergo, Sheldon has become one of my role models. I mimic <laughs> his lines a lot. I realized that I didn't need to use those big words until I arrived in Germany because no one uses big words in daily life. Right. Anyway, being an exchange student is practically one of my most tumultuous times. I'm grateful that I can utilize the expressions you've taught to make friends in Germany. Hope everything goes swimmingly with you. Cordially, Senio. So much great vocabulary in that email, right? <laughs> wow. I mean, I want to say something that comes to mind before we go into our recommendations. I mean, we interviewed Lane Green from The Economist. And what would you think he would say about the words you should choose when you're right, even in writing? What would you think a writer from The Economist would say, Aubrey? Yeah, you might be surprised that he also is likely going to say the goal is for your message to be understood. Yeah. And if you're using vocabulary that your readers or your listeners might not understand, you are keeping yourself from reaching that goal. Yeah. He said, you know, use earthy words. Use Be down to earth is basically what he said. Use words that people can feel, can understand, can relate to. Because whether we're speaking or we're writing, that's what it's all about. Connection. Absolutely. Right. So I love so, that mm -hmm. when sending this email, seeing you used all of this fun yeah. academic vocabulary, you're sending yeah. it to English teachers. Absolutely. Sure, that's when fun. you should use it. It, I, it. I was tickled to read all of it. I'm like, look at all this great <laughs> vocabulary. This is so fun. Especially also, the, the yeah, ending of her letter. Hope everything goes swimmingly with you. I love that one. That's fantastic. Yes, swimmingly, so fun, cordially, great vocab. And three words that we're going to teach today, ostentatious, mm -hmm. ergo, and tumultuous. Yes. But you guys may have wondered about this word in the title, sesquipedalian. This oh is gosh. a new word for both Lindsay and I. I looked <laughs> it up because I was wondering, I'm like, I wonder if there's a word for someone who uses vocabulary that people around them don't know. And there is this adjective, sesquipedalian. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is so fun, right? So that's how to describe someone that might be a little out of touch and out of connection because they do use those big words. And we're not trying to say that there's anything wrong with succeeding. Like I want to make sure the goal is clear. Right? The, the, the message is clear here once we, by the time we finish today's exactly. episode, if you are just a winner in life. You're smart. You're doing awesome. Don't ever make yourself small. Right. right. That's an important point, too. Maybe we'll come yeah, back to that point. at the end. But the goal is connection, right? So yes. it depends a lot who you're talking to. 
absolutely yes. use this language when you're writing your English teachers. Yes, absolutely. Yes. But the key here is the the definite uh, the dictionary definition for this adjective is someone or something like a textbook that overuses big words that not everyone will understand. And I think the keyword is really overuse because yeah. you can use some absolutely, especially depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. So this vocab that he used or she used was great. Mm -hmm. um, but depending on who you're talking to, like my family in Idaho, not a huge, um, there's not a ton of vocabulary vernacular that I would use like fancy words just in case one of them isn't familiar with or doesn't know, right? I just wouldn't want to risk them making yeah. me, you know, seeming like, oh, she's so, she's an English teacher. Oh, good for you. Like, no, uh, I don't want to feel that way. <clears throat> would would they kind of tear you apart? Would they make fun of you if you did? They probably would. We've never even been in that situation because there are a lot of words that I read in books or that I yeah. will hear somewhere that I just wouldn't use in a daily conversation. So I don't set myself up for them maybe being like, oh, big, you fancy. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Right. So having the emotional, social intelligence to not necessarily bring those out because it just doesn't make sense. It won't resonate and it'll just alienate you from people. But exactly. we're not saying don't learn these words, right? We're saying make it your Swiss army knife that you do take out when you go to trivia or when you go and talk to teachers or go to academia or your high level job. Absolutely. If the people around you can match that, right? Exactly. Right. In a presentation, a job interview, or if you have well-educated friends that read a lot, and we're going to show you in a couple minutes in a role play, how you could do this in yeah. a way that doesn't seem pretentious, how you could use the, all of the words that we're teaching today. Oh, I'm excited. So let's go through these words first and then let's get to that role play. I'm excited right. for that one. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is ostentatious, right? Oh. Which means pretentious, which is the word we've been using. We use it as well all the time, which means intended to impress or attract notice. So for example, Sin's example was at the risk of sounding ostentatious, what's your opinion about using big words in daily conversation? Mm -hmm. Amazing word. Mm, love the word. Love the word in itself. We love words here at Dollars and right? It's true. <laughs> so here's an example. I know my off outfit is a bit ostentatious, but I wanted to wear some color today. Yes. Yes. And this is one that you you will hear, but it's a perfect example of a word that depending on who you're talking to, yeah, maybe use it. Throw it out there. I would yeah. use this in a conversation with some friends, but other friends that I know, depending on where they grew up or how much they read, I maybe wouldn't risk it because I wouldn't want them to be like, you know, oh, what does that mean? I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, you should care more about the people than the words. <laughs> we love exactly. words, but we love people more, right? Like that's what really matters. That's what leads to a happy life is making sure people get you, you get them and you feel connected. Yeah. Yes, but I love the second example to point out that it's not just about your speech. Ostentatious can be trying to draw attention in any way of what you wear, right, is a good example. Like, oh, this outfit, what I'm wearing is maybe a bit ostentatious, but I wanted to wear some bright colors. So it's not oh just gosh. about your speech. It's anything that you're trying to do to attract notice or draw yeah. attention. But I would say when it comes to color choice of your outfit, it's okay. It's okay to be bright. And like, I love colors. I mean, I I wear some black too, but I love bright colors, you know, yellows, reds. Um it's okay to have a fashion Absolutely. style and not and not apologize for it. I oh, think. for sure. Yeah, I know. I yeah. feel like you wear bright yellow a lot. It's rare today. <laughs> we almost kind of match. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you'll uh, see Lindsay and I are yes. sort of wearing the same color. Yeah, but often true. you're wearing like a bright yellow. Bright I color. love it. Cheerful. <laughs> yep. If you know me, you know that I value healthy eating. 
I always feel better when I eat well. That's why I think Factor is great for busy professionals who also value healthy food. Factor provides ready-to-eat meals right to your door. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Cost is an issue these days when it comes to buying food, but Factor is less expensive than takeout. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash B-A-E-E 50 and use code B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. That's code B-A-E-E 50 at F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. All right, Aubrey, here's the next one. You want to tell our listeners what it is? Yes. So this word is ergo. And the example from the email was, I'm a big fan of Big Bang Theory. Ergo, Sheldon has become one of my role models. This means therefore has the same meaning. Yes. Ergo, I like that. See, I don't watch the Big Bang Theory all that much. Do you watch it, Aubrey? No, I haven't. And I've seen little clips here and there. And what I have seen is funny. I think that I would like it. And I I can imagine Sheldon, he's like this brainy scientific. I can imagine him using some very like more rare, less common vocabulary like that. Yeah. And we've done episodes where we advised you guys to choose a character, right? Choose your favorite TV show and kind of watch that person. I mean, some people do this with our podcast as well, right? Watch that person model the way that person speaks. That is totally, that's actually a good way to learn a language. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So it's not wrong. It's just there's a time and a place for these words, right? Exactly. Here's another example. Her fingerprints were found at the scene. Ergo, she's a suspect. You might see this on the news or hear it in a news report because often that's where you'll hear this more impressive vocabulary is on the news, is in, you know, a a documentary, something where someone's trying to use more academic language to, uh, to elevate the language being used. Yeah, I love it. And then the last one is tumultuous. So this was also in the email from the student, right? Exactly. It means confused or disorderly. It can also mean noisy. Mm -hmm. But the way the student used it was being an exchange student is one of my most tumultuous times. So it means sort of disorganized, confusing. Yeah. Or for example, my friend's life has been tumultuous since she started her new job. Just chaotic, right? Disorderly, chaotic. Yes. Yes. So I think we're going to do a role play here to show where you how you can use these in a role play. But keep in mind, like, as far as when it comes to like, which words are okay, and how much there's a lot of fluidity here. There's a lot of reading the room, like you said, right, Lindsay, this soft skill, this social skill of like, who am I talking to? What's the situation? Maybe I should I I think, do you ever what listen to Las Culturistas? It's a Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, Bowen Yang's on SNL, and he uses, he'll use words that I've never heard and I'll go and like Google them. (laughs) Most of them, he'll use words that I have heard, but I don't hear often. So I still, you know, he'll, he um, has a really cool vocabulary and he'll just use them on the podcast. And he's like, you can look them up if you don't know them. And he's like totally unapologetic (laughs) about it. We like that. The the co-host will kind of tease him sometimes, but like there is a time and a place, like you said, right, Lindsay? I think there is a time and a place. I think it's all about you know, yeah, 
about that time. What is the time? Is it the right time to do it? You know, um, mm-hmm. let's do this role play that we put together here. I'm excited for this. Yeah, this will be good. This is demonstrating a way to let someone know that you're practicing using less familiar vocabulary and then you could throw it in, right? This takes out all of the pretension, all of that also because you're you're sharing like, I'm intentionally using these fun words. Yes, okay, I I'll start that. us out, ready? Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to sound ostentatious, but I've learned some new vocabulary lately. Ergo, I want to use it. <laughs> nice. I just l- learned the word sesquipedalian. <laughs> wow, that's a fun one. What does that mean? It means someone that overuses big words. <laughs> oh, touche. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so well delivered. In it time. is really well delivered, right? <laughs> I love the word touche. It's actually a French word. And in English, it kind of means like, okay, you got me. Like, good one. Yeah. <laughs> and this is so perfect. Like, here I'm trying to practice using this, these big words. And how clever of you to be like, oh, <laughs> you want to know right, what right, Sesquipedalian right. means? That's, That's you. fun. <laughs> Pedalian. Oh my gosh, that'd be perfect. And that is funny, right? This is an example so of funny. a funny back and forth because I'm poking fun at you, but I'm also playing along at the same time. And yes, so you're getting a the very message. clever way. Yeah, you're getting the message. (laughs) But right, if you, um, you know, like our listener here wrote in, if you're wanting to use words like this in just kind of a regular conversation, this is a great way to do it. Just let them know, like, I've been learning all these really fun, fancy words and throw them in the conversation. And you have taken then the awkwardness out of them being like, "Ooh, cool. What do those mean? Yeah. Whereas if you use them in a conversation, assuming someone will mean them and then they understand them and then they don't, that could be a problem. That could be awkward. Although I wonder how much further this conversation really goes, right? If it's really a difference in vocabulary, how many times can you use a new word and have a, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, yeah, how I many, probably right? would pivot pretty quickly yeah, you away, probably right? <laughs> if you start saying, you know, oh, I haven't learned words like that since English. How long ago? Now we're talking about college. You know, it's going to move away from that pretty quickly. And this is how conversations move in English, right? They move away from one topic to the next very quickly, depending on the family or the friend group. It's just incredible. Um, But this is good. I love the idea of teasing someone in this way. And so I think I want to make clear with the takeaway, right? We're not talking about like, don't succeed, right? We're not saying like, be a winner, be awesome, learn as much as you possibly can. And then apply that knowledge and expertise where it makes sense, where it gets you the furthest for connection. Right, Aubrey? Absolutely. Right. Yes. Learn that vocabulary and then just be thoughtful about where you Mm -hmm. use it and when. And I I agree. I love people who use unfamiliar words. Use them in comments on our episodes. I will. And Jessica, you, we love um, less common vocabulary. It's so fun. And you surely have friends who do as well. So use it in conversations with them. Totally, totally. I think the the overall thought here is we love words, but we love human connection even more, right? Like I would much rather use the right words to connect than the wrong words and feel isolated around people. Yeah, Um, such a good point. So we just want to make sure our listeners go back and listen to these incredible. You have literally world famous journalists like Lane Green from The Economist in episode 2026 telling you essentially the same thing as what we're saying today, just about writing right? Uh, Check out episode 2026 of All Ears English and Aubrey. Good stuff. Thanks for bringing this on the show today. Yeah. Awesome. We'll see you next time. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.